Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Nuggets. Today, we will be discussing the Tim Conley situation that has recently been transpiring. But uh, before we get into that, I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, uh, Gage Bridgeford. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I think I'm doing a little bit better than a lot of Nuggets fans are out there, but I am not doing too bad. Good, good. So uh, for those who have not heard or just looking for a, a summarization, a few days ago, Sham Strania of The Athletic tweeted out that Tim Conley and the Minnesota Timberwolves were in advanced talks for Tim Conley to become the president of basketball operations for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And for those uh, completely out of the loop, Tim Conley is the president of basketball operations for, for the Denver Nuggets. He's one of the guys who helped draft Nikola Jokic and do all the moves since. Uh, but overall, uh, basically what has happened is that for a little while before it became public, they the Timberwolves are looking for a top five executive, as uh, some of the Timberwolves reporters have said, like uh, Dane Moore, John Krasinski. Those are two guys who have been tweeting a lot about this. If you want the Minnesota side of things, go give them a follow on Twitter, look through what they've been tweeting. But basically, they he was on a list of executives like Masai Ujiri, Sam Presti, Bob Meyer. And I think there was one other one in Tim Conley and the Timberwolves want a big name executive and they are willing to offer Tim Conley a large sum of money and potential ownership has been uh, thrown around in reports. I obviously am not completely sure of the details of any of that, but there have been reports publicly that ownership stakes may be on the table for Tim Conley to make the lateral move to the Timberwolves uh, to become their president of basketball operations as opposed to the Nuggets basketball, a uh, president of basketball operations. And with this uh, whole thing going down, what was your initial reaction, Gage? My initial reaction was I wish it had come from someone less credible than Shams. Like, obviously, there's been more reports in the last couple of days, but since the initial report came out and it was from a guy who generally knows like is plugged in pretty well that was why i was like that's an immediate red flag for me to be like okay there is there is smoke here this is not coming from nowhere this isn't some random guy just trying to throw things out there trying to get clicks on his twitter page and trying to get his impressions up this is somebody that knows what they're doing they are plugged in they do have information this is a thing that's going down and in the last couple of days things have not gotten better they've consistently gotten worse and I'm losing more confidence by the day that Tim Connolly will still be in Denver. Yeah. Like he Shams is one of the bigger reporters. It's like him and Woj. And this is not the first time that Tim Connolly has been uh, linked to another team. He, a few seasons ago was linked to the Washington wizards who were his home team that position was very tempting for him because he's from Baltimore. He's proud of it. And that was kind of, you know, the whole tri-state area that that was kind of his hometown organization. But 
that resulted in him getting a raise and I believe an extension. And uh, now this is way more money than the Wizards deal was, according to guys who knew what that Wizards deal like relatively looked like and who have sources on this stuff. Like they are saying this is a way bigger sum of money. And the Cronkies, according to Mike Singer of the Denver Post, uh, in an article he wrote earlier today, they talked about that in Serbia when they were giving Jokic his MVP trophy. Tim Conley and the Cronkies were there and they talked about it and nothing was really done. Um, they did not counter offer. They did not try and prevent Tim Conley from talking to the Wolves. They just kind of let him, let him go in a, in a certain sense. And, most of the reports that are coming out now are saying how big of a sum of money this is, how big of a deal this is going to be. And the Cronkies have not said anything about it. They have not offered anything. And I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. This is a pattern with the Cronkies. They don't have good facilities. They don't really pay their guys. Like Masai Ujiri back in 2013 was criminally underpaid. Uh, he was not, I believe he was not even in like the top 10 most paid executives. And then the Raptors came in with their monster, uh, their like huge, huge offer. And, you know, obviously Masai Ujiri has been there ever since. And Tim Conley is now potentially on his way out the door because of the ownership's lack of wanting to spend money, especially on things that are not players such as executives and, you know, facilities like their practice facility is one court in the arena. And I think that that really brings into question how committed they will be to paying for a contender because Tim Conley is someone who has built a culture over the past almost decade of, you know, bringing in the right guys, bringing in coaches, bringing in hard workers, bringing in high character guys who all want to win. And the last couple of seasons haven't exactly gone that direction, but the last time the Nuggets were fully healthy, they made the Western Conference Finals. And be it, it was the bubble, and that was a really weird playoff setting and whatever you can say about it, but that did happen. It is in the history books. And if Jamal Murray didn't get injured, if Michael Porter didn't have back stuff, Who's to say where they are now? And I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, well, you know, Tim is, you know, he's made mistakes. He's done all this stuff. And yes, he has. But he is a top guy at his position for the culture, for, you know, drafting very well. He's made decent trades, like the Aaron Gordon trade was a good trade. He's obviously had missteps, like the Vanderbilt trade, like the Tyler Lydon draft. And he would be the first to tell you that. Like, he is very public in the press about, I've made mistakes, but I think, you know, with the guys he's had, with the relationships he's cultivated, he's made a really good culture, and culture is an important thing in the NBA. One thing that you quickly learn doing press, that you learn being around guys, is that organizational func like being organizations being functional is an important part of any system like the environment that these guys work in is so important to winning and if the nuggets 
don't even get ballpark uh, on a Tim Conley offer from Minnesota, he's probably going to lock. And like, I think that Tim Conley wants to be in Denver. It's been reported he wants to be in Denver. But if you're getting generational wealth and the ownership of your previous team isn't even meeting you halfway, because he's probably not expecting ownership of the Nuggets or anything like that, like he would be getting from the Wolves. But if they can get close on the salary, he probably would stay in Denver. But that's just not been reported that that's going to happen. And that really brings into question how committed the Cronkies are to paying for things. My main question about it comes down to something as simple as this. Everybody knows that Stan Kroenke is a big fan of his Rams. He is a big fan of their success over there. And he has had no problem spending money to make sure the team wins. If Les Snead, uh, for those that do not know, Les Snead is the GM of the Los Angeles Rams. If Les Snead got, was in this similar situation where another team was offering him partial ownership, at a huge raise despite, and the team was roughly the same level. It's not like he was going to like say Jacksonville or in NBA terms, it's not like he was going to like the Kings. He's going to just, uh, he's going to another team. It's a lateral move. I would be stunned if Kroenke wouldn't pay up and just go and foot the bill for whatever it costs to keep Snead around. I don't know how you're not doing the same thing with Connolly now. Connolly, since he's got here, the team got better every year under him. And then now the last two years, yeah, you're right. The, la- the last two years, the team has gone as far as they would have liked, but they also haven't had a fully healthy team for either of those two seasons. They haven't had Jamal Murray since April of, 20, of 2021. The team hasn't been healthy, but that's not Connolly's fault. Connolly's built this roster that you have in front of you with Jokic and Jamal Murray, Mike Porter Jr., and Aaron Borden, and everything that this team is, is because of Connolly. There's not, if I'm not mistaken, there's nobody on this roster that Connolly wasn't in charge for. So why is it that this team has been a playoff, has been in the playoffs every every year for the last four, like four years? The team is consistently getting better. They're they're right there in terms of competing with the best teams, and all they have to do is be healthy to really see what they can do against the best teams. And then now you're just willing to let your your guy in charge of everything possibly go somewhere else over some over money. I get it. I get that it's not my money, so it's easy for me to spend it. It's easy. It, it's like when you were a kid and you're like, Mom, just buy it. I know you have the money for it. I know because I know you have money. But you, you – like it's not my money to spend, but you have enough money to pay the guy. When you have a team that's working well, you don't break it up over money unless the money is completely outlandish you can get the job done here if i'm sure that if Connolly would take the like if he just wants the same amount of money and as you said doesn't want ownership i don't understand why that should be an issue but then again money has been an issue for multiple years under Cronky, and so it's not surprising that it's happening again yeah it's really disappointing because they have so much money and even if they give him six million a year that's drops in the bucket for them that is not any much of their money at all and i know it's not my money but i quite frankly i don't care because they have enough of it and if they do win in denver 
like Cronky would help them or like Conley would help them do, they would make more money than whatever executive, whatever executives get paid. They'd make more than that. They'd be making a lot of money if Denver won a championship. But for some reason, they have had reservations about paying for better facilities, for keeping their staff, for doing all of the things besides paying the actual players. Because for to give them an ounce of credit, they have paid their guys. Like, they have paid the players. They paid Jokic. They paid Murray. They paid Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon last offseason. But I want to see them commit even further. I want to see them spend where it, it matters, keeping the the architects of this organization in place. Because Calvin Booth, from everything that we've heard, is fantastic. But he is a bit of a mystery box. We haven't seen him try and make a culture. We haven't seen him you know, do the things that Tim has done. And I would be pretty concerned if I was a Nuggets fan right now that the direction that this is heading down is not a good one because this offseason is probably one of the most important offseasons of the Jokic era as far as decision-making goes. And right now we are looking at one of the top decision-makers in the NBA leaving the Nuggets. Changing decision-makers during any offseason is a tough ask of any organization because the guy who had the plan is no longer there. Especially when that decision-maker is one of the best at what they do. And in the most important offseason of the last few of an era where you have one of the best players in the NBA, one of the best players of this decade, of the past two decades of really all time on your team, you've had two MVP seasons that fans haven't been able to watch live on television because they want more money. They haven't had practice courts besides one practice court because money. They've lost a lot of guys like a Chris Finch, like a Wes Unsell Jr., like a Masai Ujiri. They've lost a lot of guys over the past however long because they don't want to pay guys to stay in positions that aren't players. But these things matter in the NBA. These things are jobs that set the environment and the tone for a workspace. And if you've ever worked somewhere, you know that the environment is set from the top down. And if they let the top guys leave, the culture will continually be under duress and potential dysfunction. And it is something that Nuggets fans will have to keep an eye on and keep pressure on the Cronkies to actually do things uh, with their money. Because the fact that we have seen generational basketball being played while fans aren't able to watch it in a local market without turning to illegal means is ridiculous. But at the same time, I, I mean, we can't be surprised. It's, this has been their MO. It's been, we're not going to go ahead and exactly, we're not going to shell out a ton of money. That's just how it's going to be. Um, I'm not surprised about it. 
And I also, I can't fault, I can't fault Cron or I can't fault uh, Connolly for doing what he's doing. If he can go and whether he takes the offer or just leverages it into more money, uh, more power to him. That's his job to provide for uh, himself and his family. And that's what he needs to go do. And it also, it gets him, it works like if he does have to leave Denver, then he has to leave Denver and he gets to go, he gets to go to Minnesota where they have an owner that seems like they'll be willing to spend money. I mean, they're going to pay you double. They're going to pay him double what he's offered now or what he's making. Now they have uh, some young talent on the team and uh cat and Anthony Edwards and whatever you think of D'Angelo Russell. I can, so I can understand why he's making the, I can, why he's making the decisions that he's making. And you made a lot of good points. The team only has one practice practice court. They ne have never had the best facilities there. If you live in Denver, you can't even watch the team. Um, there's just, there's one thing after another that just adds up. That's like, why are we dealing with this? And at the same time, when you are the owner of the team, that is your right is to decide how you're going to spend the money that you're going to spend. Um, and you can do what you want to do. And if that means that the team suffers because of it, that's that's going to be the consequence you live with. But if it means you're saving money, then sure, so be it. I will say you pointed out at one point uh, that the the other option, I believe you said it was uh, it was it was Chris Booth, right? Uh, Calvin Booth, yeah. Calvin Booth, sorry, my 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 mistake. So Calvin Booth is kind of a mystery box situation. There, so this, whenever I think of the mystery box situation, I always go back to there's an episode of Family Guy, and I understand it's a cartoon. I understand it's animated, it's for comedy, it's whatever. There's an episode where Peter and Lois sit in on a uh, timeshare opportunity, and the, as long as they sit through it, they don't have to buy anything. They can either get a boat or they can get a mystery box. All four people, uh, all four main characters on the show, all go, and three of the four all take the boat. The other one, Peter, is like, well, the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. You know how much we've always wanted one of those? Lois says, all right, let's take the boat thing. He's like, take the, we take the box. So they take the box. It's tickets to a comedy show or whatever. But you, you can, the Nuggets already have the boat. The Tim Connolly is the boat. They already have it. Pay the boat. Pay for the boat. Just you've been renting the boat. Now just buy the boat. It's not. It's not rocket science here. You have Connolly. It shouldn't be a discussion. It should. I can't believe we're having the discussion at this point because you know what other we're not hearing any of these discussions about other top president of basketball ops. I, you're not hearing anything about Daryl Morey possibly being out in Philly. You're not hearing about Masai Ujiri possibly being out in in Toronto over money. It's you're not hearing that. You're hearing that in Denver with a two time MVP because. That's how it's going to, because that's, because you're not going to pay him. So I think it's done that we're even having to have the conversation, but that's the world we're in. Yeah. And I mean, who's to say that even if Tim leaves and Calvin Booth ends up being just as good as Tim, that the same thing doesn't happen again. If this happens, it's setting a precedent for the future and it's not a pleasant one. It is one where I would still see Jokic signing the Supermax because I think he is very happy in Denver, even if Conley leaves. But in today's NBA, you have to make the most of the players that you have before they decide that you, you haven't made the most of what you could. And 
my read on Jokic is that he is committed as long as the organization is committed to winning. This would signal to him maybe that the Nuggets aren't as committed as he might have thought. And I think those are all my thoughts on it. Do you have any other things to add? No, I got nothing else to add at this point. I mean, I'm just frustrated that we're that we're at the uh, at the point where you can have a two time MVP, you can have a coach who enjoys being there, you can have players who want to come play there, and you have a president of basketball ops who wants to be there, and he's done a great job, and he's developed a team that's been a consistent playoff team, and you're willing to let him walk for money or like because you're not willing to pay up. So I don't have much else to add at this point. Yeah. Well, in that case, that will do it for this episode and believe in nuggets. Uh, as always, thank you for listening rate, uh, whatever is on the platform you listen to do that, download the episode. We, uh, very much appreciate all of those things. Uh, you can find gauge at Twitter on G Bridgeford NFL. I, I that, think that, that is correct. Yep. Yep, and you can find me at Asher Levy NBA. Those will be linked in the episode notes. Um, other than that, have a good day, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.